Welcome to the Just a Runner podcast. Are you ready to talk about all things running? Here's your host, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Okay, here we go. Decided to go ahead and get signed up for the 2020 Canton Hall of Fame Marathon. It's going to be on, uh, what's the date again? Wow. I should know that already. April 26th. Go ahead and click to register here. Go ahead. All right, got all that taken care. Marathon start time Sunday, April 26th, 7 a.m. Uh, if anybody's signing up, you might want to do it before October 6th. There's a price increase. Email just a runner65 at gmail.com. Anybody here doesn't know? Okay, sign in. A password, password, capital P, and address. The address you entered. Okay. Name and birthday. Oh man. Pretty soon I'll be in another, next August, be another age group. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Bruce. Yes. Oh. Oh, he goes. 1965. Come on, come on, come on. All right. Uh. Six marathon shirt. Okay. There's several extras. I'm not ordering any extra right now. I do like their magnet here. 26.2 with the logo. Pro Football Hall of Fame Marathon. 26.2. I think we'll go ahead and do that. Oh. Yeah, right. Credit card. Same as other. Name and address is above. Go ahead and get signed up here. Four five four five 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 one eight six seven five three oh nine expiration eleven two one and let's see here passcode zero zero seven all right Got all that in. All right. We're now registered for the Canton Hall of Fame Marathon, April 26th, 2020. So, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the probably after Youngstown Marathon. Uh, get that done and probably have a little downtime, easy running for a month or so, and get started 16, 18 weeks before then. Is that January or December? Uh, well, more on that later. But uh, that's the plan now, and we are now officially into it. Anybody else joining? Let me know. And I know they have a Canton Marathon training group. Maybe I'll try to make that a few times. Uh, got a couple friends, I think, uh, from the running group. And, uh, and a good possibility. Well, one of them I know is already signed up, so excellent possibility that she'll be running it. And got another one I think uh, a couple more might do it. 
All right, we are, we're in. All right, that was from Thursday. If anyone was paying attention, I got signed up for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame Marathon. I uh, started recording while I signed up. And today I went out and got a great, great conversation with uh, Rick, who was on our last podcast, and also with Tony and Paul. They were part of the Blue Team uh, Squatch Out from the Blue Ridge Relay a few weeks ago, and we got together, and they were telling me some stories from that. But first, the week in review. Uh, just go over this last week real quick. Don't want to have a lot of uh, plenty of time for our main feature. I ended up with 30.1 miles for the week. Uh, had the regular group run on Wednesday. That was a good run out on. Uh, oh, where did we run Wednesday? Oh, we did the Stoddich Trail out in uh, Struthers and Lowville. Uh, got a five miler in there. Had Don, a uh, friend of the podcast, and hopefully, uh, hopefully she'll be coming to more of our group runs. She showed up uh, first time I've had her. She's been to a couple training runs with the Youngstown uh, Marathon Training Group, but that was the first time on a Wednesday for our regular just a running group run. So that was uh, really great. And uh, let's see here, uh, Thursday four and a half, uh, Saturday. Uh, well, the long run, I hit a kind of just had a really bad day. Uh, I don't know if I'm just not getting enough sleep or some other factors, whatever, but uh, supposedly it was going to be a 15 miler, ended up being 12.4. Just kind of wasn't feeling it, had an off day. So hopefully, yeah, get the bad runs out of the way now. Uh, just kind of called it early, thought it was the best option and took it real easy the last couple miles so it is what it is i guess and hopefully it won't hurt too much uh i don't think it will uh i think i'll be back normal in a couple days uh today's sunday i'm recording and went out this morning went out ran with the youngstown roadrunners uh, at wick park from Wick, uh, in Mill Creek Park, the Wick Recreation Area we ran from, not Wick Park, sorry. Uh, got 4.2 miles in, real super slow. Ran with somebody who was doing more of a run walk. She's trying to get back into it. Uh, I decided to skip today real easy, nice, uh, simple run. That way there, uh, just build back up. Or not build back, but give my body an extra day or couple days to really get uh, feeling back to normal. Uh, like I said, the last couple of days, they're Friday and Saturday. I just felt tired a lot of the time. So, just like I said, maybe between work and all the miles, I just last two, three weeks, maybe I was feeling run down. So, cut back a little bit. Just took it nice and easy to today, and over 30 miles, still a decent week. Uh, hopefully, next week's long run will go better. Uh, next week's going to be tricky. Uh, leave for Houston, Texas on Friday is the plan. So not a it'll uh, we'll definitely have a few run uh, run reports from down there. I am um, uh, uh, 
not exactly sure where I'm running or anything like that yet. So it may be fun trying to figure that out. But uh, I definitely plan on running my week's vacation. But that's the weekend review. Uh, for the year, I'm up to 1,041 miles. And unless I run tomorrow, and I usually use Monday as a day off, or uh, cross-training, one or the other. Lately, it's been day off. But uh, I got 129 miles for the month of September. It may just finish there. Uh, odds are that's going to be it for September. All right. Now, on with the show. On to the interview with uh, Rick, Tony, and Paul. Uh, pretty much going to let it uh, describe itself. It, uh, it's about the Blue Ridge Relay through the mountain, Blue, Blue Ridge and uh, Black Mountains of Virginia and North Carolina. It's teams of 12-person uh, teams uh, with 36 transition areas where they switch runners. Uh, for approximately 208 miles distance of the race. Uh, so each member is running like three different legs, and they describe all that. So I'm just going to go ahead and let's get into that uh, interview. Okay, we're here today to talk about the Blue Ridge Relay with, uh, yeah, with Rick, Tony, and Paul. And they, uh, when was the relay? Wow, it feels like it was um, five years ago. Um, <laughs> it was a small thing. It was a small thing. Yeah, it was, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was only three weeks ago. Yeah, it was only three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we were actually running. We were just got done running. Yeah, I think that's it. Woke up the next day. I think we just woke up three weeks ago. Yeah, probably right now. Yeah. Rick, you want to tell everybody who doesn't know what it is? Describe and, you know, sure. just the logistics or what it is. Yeah, so Blue Ridge Relay. Uh, starts at, at Grayson Highlands Park in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and that's somewhere in Virginia. And it's a 209-mile relay, uh, ultra relay, ends in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, that's the that's the simple explanation of what it is. 36 legs to this relay. Uh, you have as few as six people on a team, as many as 12 people on a team, and you just alternate runners until you get through. To the finish line. Once the clock starts, it doesn't stop until your last runner crosses the finish line. Um, they give you, I think it's 36 hours to 36 complete hours, it. Yeah, yeah. so they pull you. So again, that's like the simplest explanation of what happens, but there's a lot of detail that goes into that. Yeah, Something like 200 teams. Yeah, there were 200, 200 some teams, teams yeah. on the course. Um, yeah. Basically, it starts on uh, Friday morning. Yes. At 5 a.m. Is it 5? 5, well, it's a staggered start. Uh, staggered the start. earliest start, oh, I think, is 5 a.m. That many bands out there, yes. they probably got us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And so I think the last start was like 12 or 1. Mm -hmm. It was something like that. And that's based upon your projected finish time. The faster teams start later. So. Oh, so they get everybody about the same time. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. I know it's not going to be it, Yeah. So, so you guys had two vans for your team of 12 people? Yes. That's yeah, we had uh, we had two vans. Why don't you guys feel free to chime in sure. anytime? Um, well, we had just... two we had two teams <laughs> first. There was a twelve man team and then a nine man team going under the same like uh, squatch out name, and both both teams had two vans. One, our two vans were fifteen passenger vans. Their two vans were minivans because they had four and a half people. Four. And, <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the, one of the half people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and kind of the way that works is you have, so in our van we had six runners 
And to make things easier, we had a driver, which was, uh, thank you Paul Cochran for being our driver. Great job. Um, and your one van is active, one van is idle. So when your six runners, you go through the order, one through, in our case, it were runners one through six. So once we ran the first six legs, then our van went idle, the next van picked it up and went seven to 12, runners you, seven to 12. Were you three all in the same van? Yes, we yes, were. we were. Um, and then that's when you can grab a bite to eat, uh, pray that you can sleep um, or not, yeah. and uh, just you know, get, a, get a little bit of rest, get some hydration going, not sit in a van actually is really the key to that, that idle time, but then get to the next exchange zone. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's wild adventure. So who did who would have went out of you three? Who went out first? So I think it was. Did you have a? So Paul was Paul was Paul first. Paul was runner first? three. Oh yeah. I, I know I was first. six. I was out of us. Yeah, out of the three of us, Paul was runner three. Three. Yeah. I was runner four. four and, and Tony was six. six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk about your? Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was kind of sick to my stomach the first time. I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, this is all like new area. It was you're running hills and um, yeah, it was. I didn't know how to pace myself because I knew I had two really long legs afterwards. So like my first run was really, I was nervous. And Which was I don't remember how far your first one was. It was only like six miles, I think. Yeah. So six you do and a half. you do three legs total, right? Yeah, three legs total. I had a six miler. And then I had a 10 miler and a 9 miler. Does that add up to 25? I think Close I did enough. 25. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that. Um, so that's yeah, the first one. So I didn't really know what to do. I ran it, and it was and it was part of it was on uh, unpaved road road, which means that there was like some pretty steep hills. Um, those were pretty tough, but yeah, I mean it was it was a nice introduction to that area. I feel like that my leg was the first that one. That first one. Yeah. Is it? Did anybody ever do a relay like this before? Or is this a... I did not. I, I know I didn't. I don't think we we've done marathon relays, yeah, yeah, but nothing like but this. Nothing like this. Yeah. this was our first time doing this, yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah, marathon relays, that was just, that was fun. That was a different... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's totally that's different. so there relaxed. No, like, yeah, there's, we yeah, like, there's no nervous at all. I think the concern, and it was for me what it was, it was running at night, for one. Okay. And then the second thing was directions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was... Kind of a little bit concerned and going into this relay. So when Hearing, did we? I don't even. Remember, when did we get assigned our runs? That was like in the summer. In the summer, yeah. I think it was like in July or June, yeah, July, and then right. the relay was in September. But my concern was, and, I, and it was just getting directions, getting lost, afraid to be getting lost, getting lost. and especially at night because oh, I've never yeah. ran at night, and one of my legs was at night. It was like 9.30, 9.30ish, but it was still dark. Mm -hmm. And uh, the stories that I heard on this relay is the directions weren't all that great. You know, they put little signs up with arrows, but sometimes those arrows can be turned by locals that play tricks on, you know, on, on the runners. Oh, yeah. so they'll, they'll just change direction. So I was always concerned. That, so I started studying my route. 24 hours before, as soon as we got to uh, the day before, I think, was it? Uh, yeah, Elkin, Elkin, North yeah. Carolina. Uh, so the, uh, the Thursday, I, I was made sure that I looked at every corner, I Google mapped it, uh, kind of oh, yeah. did a, one of those satellite, you know, overviews and things like that to make sure that I didn't get lost. And it went well, it went. But that was my, my, my thought going into it. 
Yeah, that was that was definitely a concern. I actually yeah. took uh, three by five note cards, wrote down my instructions because there's maps online of each leg. Okay. Um, could have brought those for your benefit to, so you could see them. But if you go to blueridgerelay.com and you find the legs, you can actually see the maps that we studied. And they would have pretty specific instructions, run 1.6 miles, make a right on such and such a road. And I wrote down those turn-by-turn instructions, laminated them, and carried it with me for each leg. Because I was, I didn't want to get lost. That was even though I studied them. I mean, I think we probably could have told each other what those yeah, I was wondering, were. with a 200-mile course, how do you mark it? I mean, you put it yeah. marks the whole way. Yeah, that's the thing. There's So you're you're running pretty much, you know, my light, the second light, which was at night, it pretty much started off in, you know, like a town like a little like Poland, you know, get the yeah. downtown area, yeah. lit up. So you, st you get started there. You're kind of, but then there was, you ran about a mile, and then, and then it was pitch dark. Then you go into these. Yeah, no area, light No at lighting all. at like all whatsoever. It's and, not an exaggeration. But when I started to, when I ended, I probably saw two signs lit up that were giving me directions, you know, where to turn left and right, because I had a few turns to make getting out of town to go into this country road, you know. Um, so, yeah, the directions, what do you guys think? Do you guys think? I mean, I, I didn't think they were great. The, you know, one, but, the ones that were on the website were good enough. Yeah. Um, and they did have some signage, but the signs, they, they did their best with them. They can't put people out on yeah, the course exactly. pointing people. No, it's not, 36 hours. It's 36 hours. So they put signs up, and there's little blinking lights on them. But again, I, the question is whether or not you can trust them. So that's why you really have to study your route. Yeah. That's why I was with the... Uh, since it's a staggered start, there's really not a lot of other runners around you that you can plug. <laughs> there's nobody. Very true. It's very true. Very yeah, true. So, no, I guess there was nobody. No. One of my descriptions, my description for my longest stretch, it was a ten and a half mile run up like a to the base of a mountain, and it basically the description said it's a desolate stretch of just windy hills, and that's exactly what it was. Like I, I saw people the first two miles, and then nobody for the next eight and a half. And it, it was dark the last four miles or three miles or yeah. something. So it was, yeah, it was totally, you're out there, you're alone, and nobody's around you <laughs> for a really long I, time. I, I would say, while I was running my night run, believe it or not, I was, I enjoyed every minute of it, and I'd do it again, right, running night, I, okay. the experience I didn't have, and then I experienced it, I thought I was going to be, you know, but I loved it. And while I was running up, I could, I, my mind was going, it says, how beautiful would this look if there was a drone right above me okay and I had like a little headlamp on me and they would just pretty much see this flickering light going on this country road pitch dark known how beautiful would that look right it would be nice so I was thinking that was just an awesome picture to see paint and then you almost get attacked by dogs and then I almost got attacked by dogs which the van I must say the van drove our our van was driving beside us to get to the next exchange point and there was on the left-hand side, there was some dogs barking that came up. I'm running past them, and I'm thinking, there's an invisible fence, possibly. You know, so I'm okay. I'm cool with this, you know. And then I was later reminded that, no, dude, there's no... There wasn't a <laughs> fence there. Tony was clueless. I was clueless right. on what was going Ignorance on Ignorance is bliss. See, so that was good. There's, no, for that. there's no visible fence. There's no invisible fence. Because if I would have known there wasn't one, I was not probably going to take a, a 
wide right yeah. and go all the way to the end. But right. I just ran like, hey, this is cool, man. They're not going to touch me. You know, so that was my experience with that. Big Fortunately, dogs. Yeah, big they, dogs were, too. they were big dogs. Dogs. They were, they were. Yeah. Fortunately, they just stopped at the end of the driveway and just watched them go by. There might have been a Rottweiler there, I think I saw. I might have seen yeah. that. Pin, yeah, Doberman Pinscher or something. Oh, at I least. Yeah. There was some, yeah. I think there were 12 of them, right? There were 12 dogs <laughs> at the end of the driveway. <laughs> Their eyes glowing red. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Breathing fire yeah. or something. So that was my experience with the night run. Yeah, that's good. Did you all have night runs? Did you too? Yeah, or, yeah. Um, well, Paul was. I, I ended. Yeah, I ended my second run at night, and then I started my third, my last run at night at like four in the morning. Like that. So yeah. sleeping was very different for. The I did. Yeah, I mean, once we slept, like I didn't go back to sleep because I knew if I went back to sleep, it was gonna be all over. And I mean, we we kind of overpacked a little bit, so our van was pretty tight. Yeah. And it's hard to there, stretch out. Yeah, and even if you can yeah. stretch out, the the roads were so windy. And, you're moving all the time. It just wasn't even worth it to try to sleep. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I kind of just bob my head like this, you know. Yeah, it's little, little napping when you're in the van. Yeah. Um, when our van was idle the first time, we went to the, we went out, grabbed a bike to eat, and then went on to the next exchange zone. And when we got there, there was this big open field, and I mean, it just, just looked like a random campsite. Just people throwing bed rolls and sleeping bags just on the ground. And that's what we ended up doing. We found a spot under a tree, just threw the sleeping bags on the ground and took a nap. I'm not very long, yeah. you know, maybe a half hour, but it, that half hour really helped you keep going. Um, just yeah, a, yeah, just a rest for a little while. Yeah, yeah, just for a little bit. Well, and one thing is that they, so they had these, so like nobody's on the course uh, as far as like running the relay, but there are at every exchange zone, so like where a runner exchanges, there's always people there, so that whether they're in a tent or not, but then there's a sea of white vans at every exchange zone. Like yeah. everybody that's driving in these vans are there, waiting for their either their next runner or they're just waiting there to rest, you know, like one or the other. And so, like every time you got to one, it was so funny and like, just, you could just take a picture at every one, there's like a sea of white vans, people outside, like some of them, Pulling up these like shower curtains to get dressed, you know, yeah. people sleeping everywhere, like the like, little pyramid tents and stuff. Yeah, pyramid yeah, tents. Yeah, changing their clothes. Yeah, it was, it was a sight to see. I, to be honest, like those were always, it was always fun to like go to the next exchange. Zone. I felt like that was, yeah. you never knew what you were getting well, into. The, and also because that was the only time you ever saw any other runners. Yeah. Um, I know my first my first nighttime run was after Paul finished running up this mountain, and he hands me the bracelet, our little baton. And the distance wasn't all that long, but the first half of it was 3.2 miles, and the first half of that was down the mountain that Paul had just run up, but it was on a gravel road, no automobile traffic, no houses, nothing except for my headlamp. And just, I mean, when Tony talks about pitch dark, I mean, there's nothing, and the trees were so tall, so I'm running through a forest. The trees were so tall that I couldn't even see the moon. So I was the only light coming down this mountain. Your mind plays all sorts of tricks on you. You start wondering, what if you break your ankle? How long until the next runner comes to rescue me? That runner's really not gonna care because he or she's gonna go, he needs to get to the next exchange zone. Right. So. We're moving up a place. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah, that's, that's exactly. Road yeah, roadkill, <laughs> road that's just roadkill. Road yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, you start looking, you kind of see little shadows off to the side, and you're like, is that a tree stump? I always say it this way, is that a tree stump or is that a troll? Um, it might be a troll. So you just run as hard as you can uh, in a moment like that. It's like healthy fear, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, or at least motivational fear. Survival instincts. Yeah, very much. <laughs> very much so. But yeah. the gravel roads can be tricky. In oh, yeah. Daylight. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so it's just stay focused, stay focused. And again, I knew I had a turn. I had to take a turn at some point. So I didn't really want to look at my watch because it would get dizzy or something but I needed to know how far I'd gone or how much farther until I could make my turn because I was ready to get off that road yep. Tony uh, you, you did three how much were your three legs or were they all about 25 miles no mine was a little shorter uh, I, I my first leg was a seven miler second was a six miler the third was only a four miler so I I, 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 I gotta say that I was kind of lucky with my legs because I started off the long tough one, and then it kind of gradually went to easier and easier as you went along. We did guys, that because Tony's the oldest. Yeah, probably because I'm the oldest. <laughs> I felt bad for Paul because Paul seemed like it was all the opposite. Because he's the youngest. <laughs> I, I, I was the youngest out of both teams yeah, that both we had teams. there. Yeah, yep. the You definitely gave Paul the toughest. Yeah, it was rough. How long were your legs? Yeah, uh, mine were seven, three, and eight. Uh, Eighteen total. And my last one. Um, well, Paul said his last one started at like 4 or 4.30. He handed off to me. It was around an hour later. It was yeah. still dark. It was a nighttime run still, that, that eight-miler running up the mountain. Well, that was your hard one, right? That was, yeah, that yeah. was, you I thought that was 16, 17. I think yours was you 18. 18. And mine was probably 16. Yeah. And you had 25. 25. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was literally like you go down the, they, so Jeffrey, who kind of just put all this stuff together, he's amazing. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Great, yeah, yeah super thanks, organized, did a really great job. But he had like the spreadsheet, and you see all this mileage, and then there's 25. It's like all 18, 17, 16s, and then mine. Yeah. Like, oh. say, I'm up for the challenge wow, this, this year, great. though, because I'm going to ask Jeffrey maybe to kick it up a little bit with yeah. my mileage. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind doing We're a putting Tony on a six-man team this year. Yeah. He's definitely running 30 miles, 35 miles. Yeah, I don't know... Uh, <laughs> do they do six-man teams and four man or something? I think it's four to twelve. It's, well, they do four, four, but you have to request it. Yeah, you have yeah. to request. Have to, like, it's oh, pretty really? limited. Yeah. because So with 36 legs, with ours, we each ran three times with 12, yeah. 12 runners. The nine, there were four legs that each of, each person on the nine-man team. And then with the six, everyone's running six, six, legs. six legs. So, yeah, the four is a special request, and yeah. I don't really know how much. I, didn't, I don't know that anybody ran it. I didn't see on the results. That would be insane. Teams. I can't yeah. imagine. There were a lot of six-man teams though, yeah. that finished like in the top. They were fast, yeah. really, really fast. good. Yeah, really fast. it was insane. <laughs> you get past. I mean, you just get passed by those guys. You would be running, and the next thing you know, you, like you would just see like backwards. this flash beside you. Yeah, you'd be right. like, oh wow, that guy is running really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How bad were the hills there? Since we're talking Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, with those maps, and again, if you go on the website, you can take a look at them. You can down look at the PDF that just each each page is one leg of the relay. And one of the things they give you is the elevation chart on that. And it's I'm trying to remember. I feel like I should know this off the top of my head because I looked at the the map so many times. But 
you know, you gain in seven miles, you gain 600, 700, 800 feet of elevation. Um, so that, they, they were significant. Um, you know, we're, we're in Youngstown, we're all participating in some event with the Youngstown Marathon, like, you know, and, and Bruce, I know you've talked extensively, whether with me or with, with other people about the hills here. Um, yes. The thing that we compare here is that the hills are steeper here in Youngstown, but they're not as long. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, my last leg of eight miles at 5.30 a.m. I think was 100, 100 feet gain per mile. It might have even been 120, 120 feet per mile of gain. So it was just steady climbs. And that's the thing, you know, being in these mountains, it's just they, they, were, they were relentless in a different way. Here, we get a little reprieve coming downhill. There wasn't a lot of, not a lot of downhill. You took it when you could, but... Agree. Like my six, my seven mile, the first leg I had was on gravel road, and it was, it was brutal. It was, it was a long, steady climb. It was. It's not a long, steady climb, so... I thought it was one of the toughest ones I've, I've done as far as climbing and stuff. So I don't know. You had, I mean, you had a 10.1 pole. You had one 10.1 gradual yeah, climb, or was it was it or is it more like it was up? Hills? It was up, and yeah, it was gradual. There was a couple of steep ones, and then there was a lot of down. Well, there wasn't a lot of downhill, but there was. It was a 1,200 foot climb, but then there was also about 600 feet of downhill in it. So I think overall, I did about 600 feet total elevation. What I would compare it to is the Green Cathedral race, but mm -hmm. in 10 and a half miles, and maybe adding like another big, like doing Big Bear again, big something bear again, in there. Yeah. Um, so if you had to do Big Bear twice in the Green Cathedral, and then right, wait, also run you, an extra three miles. Are you suggesting miles. an idea for the Green Cathedral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, Let's good. do Big Bear twice in the Green Cathedral. Good, no, let's not do that. Keep quiet, Paul. For the rest of this. <laughs> if it happens, this was Paul Mallon's idea. Yeah, that's <laughs> the sound equivalent, though, of what I... For my ten and a half mile leg, we'll just do the Big Bear Loop, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just do that yeah, until tell, it's like make you know, sure that nobody that runs that race is the director of that race listens to this. Yeah, <laughs> please just don't do that loop six title. times. Yeah. I think it'll be perfect. Which that's how I prepared actually. I ran yeah. Big Bear four times, you know, five times mm -hmm. um, as my training. I'm sure any hill that gets its own name is. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. And it, to be honest, like it's pretty similar. It's just that, like Rick said, it's just there's some steeper parts in Mill Creek, whereas there's just long stretches of uphills there. And Actually, what we did so um, what we did yesterday, it, we did a 15 mile training run yesterday. And for those of you who know Mill Creek Park, if you come up from Slippery Rock Pavilion and run all the way up to the mill, I thought, I, and I think I said that's it yesterday, close. that's a really good representation. And that's part of the Green Cathedral, that, yeah. that slope. Like, it's a long, you go up the high side backward, or you go up the high side yeah. uh, instead of down it. It's, that's a good representation of a lot of what this Blue Ridge Relay looked like. Yeah. Just steady. Steady. That's what, yeah, the, it, when you started talking about being in the Blue Ridge Mountains and stuff, yep. it pretty much wondered how much they divided the hills or if it was rolling hills. And yeah, it was mostly uphill. It was beautiful, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it was hard um, to remember to take pictures. I'm not usually big on taking pictures. And um, I think all three of us were kind of not really good at that. But um, there were times that, like when we were waiting for Paul to come up that 10 miles up the mountain and I was getting ready to run. I knew the sun was setting soon and I probably had a half hour before he got there 
So I knew I had to take this picture of, of I mean, it's Grandfather Mountain, right? It's like just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So you try to take it in. Um, I also like to be there live. You know, you can't really. Yeah. Photos never do anything justice, no. um, but you try. You try to capture it so you can at least say, "This is what I was looking at," um, and maybe it's at least maybe a trigger for us. So, it's gorgeous, challenging. Um, I was just—I remember the Blue Ridge Parkway. Was it Rosie, one of our yeah. that was running it, yeah. and we drove past her, and I was just looking over as we passed her. The sight, the, the view of that yep. up on that highway, it was just amazing. And I think next year, I think if I can, if I could request it, I'll probably want to want to do that leg, uh, that Blue Ridge Road leg, just because of the beauty of the, you know, the mountains and the view that you get. Yeah. Would you Would you think, Paul? Would you would any specific areas that you enjoyed? That was all. Yeah, it was all beautiful. I mean, closing my eyes was probably the most beautiful at some moments. <laughs> Just to try to like rest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely taking interviews. I don't take barely any pictures. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. Yeah. It was more like in a moment. It was I just a moment. Yeah. It was really hard to like even pro. It was so much to process afterwards. Actually, I think most of the pictures I took were for our wives, just to let them know we were okay. Yeah, right, we're still okay, don't worry. Um, I have a picture on my phone, because Rick didn't have service, and it's just Rick in the dark, and all you see is him, his face and his beard, and he just kind of looks scared, but he says, we're okay. Yeah, to his wife, said it's his wife. Like, everything's okay, we're fine, we're alive, we're tired, we're hungry, we're dehydrated, our van smells. <laughs> But it was the gra grass clippings for sure. It was, the grass it was definitely the grass clippings. It wasn't us. No, it wasn't us. No. It may have been Jason. Actually, it's probably I mean, Jason. Had so who all was on your team? Or do you want to mention them? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've you know done a little bit of name dropping. Um, in our van, kind of the way this happened, my brother-in-law uh, participated in this race last year. His name's Jason, and. He talked to me a little bit about it, and then I start throwing it to Tony and Paul, and they're the, I kind of throw the idea around the people, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do this, and then these are the only two guys who were like, yes, we're in. Everyone else was like, yes, maybe. Um, although I think now the way to hear it, I think we've got a little more enthusiasm um, you know, if we do put, it, put another team together. But yeah, so my brother-in-law kind of, kind of courted us for it. We committed it was probably a year ago, I mean, yeah. October last year, October, November of last year, and then I think we registration opens in December, January, something like that. But um, yeah, so in our van, uh, Jason, and a friend of his, uh, Paul, is our driver. Um, and then uh, their friends, who are now our friends, Rosie and Allison, were in, in our van, and then the three of us. Uh, that, was, that was van one yeah. for our team. Van two was Scott, April, um, Tim, 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 Chad, Chad. Yeah. Sorry, we're trying to remember, guys. Yeah, I'm not very good with names. <laughs> we love you. I'll let these guys do it the because I can't. Really. I know a few, but uh, I can see him. Sorry guys. Yeah. Sorry. That's, so one of the things to clarify is so the reason that we don't really. I mean, 
to be honest, I probably know the other team's band names more because in the relay, like you actually don't see your other team's band very often. Right. Right. Well, well, exactly. Right. If anything, that's why. Right. We we would see them maybe like ten minutes, uh, mm -hmm. twice. I think that's we it. saw them. Yeah, that was it. So maybe thirty minutes total, and then at the end of the race, you see them and yeah. get to hang out for a little right. bit. Um, so that's part of the reason, but. <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah, it was just interesting because everybody said that like so, they did the first year without with only one team and like they didn't get to see each other in the van. So this time they did it and they said it was great because now we had the same, I mean, technically the same team even though we were separate teams. We were connected. Yeah, we were connected and now we're seeing each other at every stop. Like we were like going hand in van hand. Van one and van one. Yeah, van, van two one, van, van two, one yeah. would see each other. Van two, van two. So, so your team, the other van could be complete strangers. Yeah, yeah, they could. They actually yeah. could be. Yeah. yeah, they actually could be. Right, they, they definitely could be. Better hope yeah. you're friends with everybody in your van. It sounds like the. Uh, I think it, it made it easier. I mean, I know. Well, obviously, Jason, I knew. Um, I had at least heard of of our driver Paul, and I had met Rosie and Allison before. Um, I'd met Rosie a few different times. Um, actually, Rosie and her husband Will. Hopefully, Will's listening to this. Will, we miss you. Uh, hopefully, you'll be back taking pictures soon. And uh, that your finger, your shutter finger heals up. But Rosie, uh, I'd known they were at uh, the first marathon I ran in 2011, uh, and then Allison, I had met um, through Rosie at another race. So I kind of at least knew everyone in our van. Um, but Paul and Tony, I mean, I think you guys have maybe met Jason before, like when he was in town, we ran together. Or maybe no, Jason, it was my first time meeting right. Jason. Right. And then we also stayed at the, so we went down two days early, I guess, Yeah. kind of, and um, stayed at the cabin, and Rosie and Allison were there, so we got to hang out and meet them. And then the second night, everybody came. I mean, you didn't really have too much interaction, but we got to meet some people in that meeting. We all introduced ourselves and all that stuff. So it wasn't complete strangers at that point, but yeah, I mean, right. up to that moment, no, right. though, we had no idea who they were. Right. Yeah, and now it's like we kind of said about it afterwards. You're just sort of bonded to these people. Yeah. Um, even the people in the other van that you uh, don't really yeah, get, were... didn't get to interact a ton with. But yeah. Yeah, like if you saw them at a race, you'd probably go up and give them a big hug or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> we still, I know, we, we still get group me. Yeah. Texts yeah. Communication from them because they are that they race on a weekend. Yeah. They text each other, so we get them, of course, you know, so we're still connected. Right. Even though we're not there, we know what, the, what they're doing. Are most of them from... Yeah, they're yeah. all in North Carolina. North Carolina. Except, North, for, except for you three. three. Yeah, except for three of us, yeah. 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 So, so we just sort of tag you along. You didn't fly them up for the podcast? I, we didn't fly them up, but, you know, I don't want to get too detailed here. We're trying to get some of them to come participate in Youngstown Marathon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we're working on it, and... and We'll see what happens. I, I hopefully find out in the next week. Or, so confirmation. But uh, there's a lot of traffic here tonight. Anyway. Well, we should we should talk about when we actually got the most sleep we got through the whole thing. Oh, yeah, the so, cabin. Yeah. The, the cabin, cabin story. Yeah. The cabin talk story. About the cabin. Oh. I've been waiting on the cabin story. Oh, I don't you, actually you, know what happened. Did, did, Rick, did Rick tell you about the cabin no, story? No, I have not heard oh, the cabin story. Oh, you just heard story. some. I heard something happened. Some, uh, something about <laughs> the cabin. The cabin. All right, well, Rick, I'll let you. I'll let you get it started. Well, we'll, we'll chime in. We have to say thanks to Aunt Debbie, um, two of uh, the members of the the nine man team. Their aunt, 
has this cabin, or their family has this cabin that is at the, the most perfect spot along the course. And it was right when Tony comes in from his second leg. So our van goes idle, right? It's just at this perfect exchange zone. And it's, it can't be more than a mile and a half from that exchange zone. And I guess they'd use, you know, so this, uh, so Aunt Debbie, she um, offered this to the team last year that if they needed to stop and sleep, that they could stop at this cabin and sleep. And so she offered it again to both teams this year. And um, so, so we're tired, right? We'd been up since four o'clock Friday morning. It's now after 10 at night. We'd run twice. We'd been in a van for several hours, um, mostly eating snacks um, and smelling one another, but laughing. Like actually, <laughs> I, I'll say this about the experience: no one got chippy. Like no one got fussy with one another. It was—it's one of those um, recipes for disaster if you have the wrong personalities. And we had a great van. Um, laughter uh, and, and encouragement. So uh, Paul is Paul Cochran is driving. Jason is navigating to Aunt Debbie's. We know it's close. We're driving down this road, and they go to cross a, a creek, and it's this little, I mean, really, it looked like a plywood bridge to me. I'm sure it was more structurally sound than that, but it didn't seem very It was like six feet wide. Yeah, our, our, like, man, our, our man, man was eight feet, eight feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I hear, Jason and Paul in the front seat. I'm sitting all the way in the back, and they're like, I don't remember this from last year. This doesn't look right. And I look in through the, the windshield, and in the headlights, there are several cars just abandoned at different points on the property. And I'm thinking, great, we're gonna sleep for a couple hours in a junkyard, <laughs> at best. <laughs> they keep going forward. <laughs> down this driveway. And it's what, 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, 10 o'clock at night. And a dog night. starts barking. And we hear a dog yeah. barking, which usually a dog is alerting people, like uh, like the dog that, the the 10 dogs that were going to attack Tony, or 15, or 15, 15 dogs. Yeah. We're going to attack Tony. It was 10 dogs. earlier, it was yeah. like 15. I was so, busy at that time. <laughs> so, so we hear this dog barking, and we keep going through this driveway, and we look off to the side, you look off to the side, and there's you know, ramshackle tin sheds set up, more abandoned cars, lots more junk, and not valuable junk, it's actually junk. And I start thinking, I'm thinking one thing, I'm thinking they're, they're cooking meth somewhere on this property. Rick was thinking he was going to buy some. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Keep me going, keep yeah. me awake. Um, and then I also think there might be, you know, there's some, they're, they're making moonshine somewhere. Tony, what did you think? Isn't that what was in well, his class? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I had just finished my leg. I was tired. I was trying to doze off. And all I could remember was... This guy would have... Seems like a guy with a shotgun. Okay, a guy came out with us. Oh, well, you but, were thinking uh, the Texas Chainsaw. Well, well that's what I was saying. Well, <laughs> well there's a slaughterhouse. We'll tell you that story. Yeah. Well, he'll finish up with that. But what I was thinking at that point was... This place really, literally looks like, as tired as I was, this looks like, from the movie, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
or, or Wolf Creek. One of those movies. And that's what I was thinking. Now, keep in mind, tired exhaust. It's 10.30 at night. Was it around 10.30? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I'm, I am just ran the six mile, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to close my eyes and I'll probably won't wake up. <laughs> that'll be it because this that'll be it this is the end but I, that's how exhausted I was or you so wake up hanging thinking. upside down oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking Paul, Paul, Paul what were your thoughts I was ready to go to sleep in the van <laughs> yeah that's it I was just like I'm sleeping in the van I'm not sleeping in any of these places that, that was exactly my thought too it was like okay if this, if this is it I'm not going inside one of those buildings I'm sleeping in the van it'll be fine so, but they keep and this is the thing that baffled me is they continue. Paul and Jason continue to say, "I don't remember this. I don't know if this is right. Is this right? Does this look familiar to you?" And they just kept going. They kept going. So we pull up to what seemed to be the main trailer of of where people lived, not recreated or slaughtered things. <laughs> and and we see in the headlights a man and a woman. The man is not wearing a shirt and is clearly um, not a participant in the relay by his physique. And he's, well, he's not aimed at us. He's carrying a shotgun. Thank you. Wow. And I'm thinking what Tony's thinking. I'm, this is it. This is it. Here it is. And then Paul, our driver, says, yeah, this isn't right. And he throws it in reverse. Thankfully, didn't slam on the accelerator, just backed up, not casually, but not in a hurry, just backed up, turned the van around, drove across the six-foot-wide bridge, and it wasn't maybe 50 to 100 yards down the original road where Aunt Debbie's cabin was. So we met the neighbors um, (laughs) that we never want to meet again. And it was such a relief when we saw Aunt Debbie's cabin. Yes. It's beautiful cabin. Yes, it was, it was perfect, and it was actually really cool. Like if we had seen it during the daytime, so, yeah, because there was like this wraparound porch that seemed to overhang the creek. You could hear it, yeah. uh, rippling by. But yeah, we sort of poured into this cabin, and she had an amazing spread of like cliff bars and snacks and sandwiches and coffee, yeah. um, and we just kept thanking her and she, wondering what she was doing. She's like, "No, I'm gonna stay up all night." She said, "I'll sleep when you all leave," and um, and she did. She stayed up. Uh, we, we climbed up into this little loft where there were three beds and um, somebody said, what time do we have to leave? He said, we have to leave at 1 a.m. Saturday. We have, to be out at, we have to be on the road at 1. So somebody set an alarm for 12.45. Somebody else set an alarm for 12.50. And, and that's kind of the last I remembered of, yeah. of actually being in the safe cabin. Yeah. So we slept for about two, two solid hours. Like it was out cold. Hard sleep, yeah. Yeah hard sleep and then climbed in the van hit the road yeah it was it was really a luxury to think if you think back like, yeah it was luxurious to be able to sleep for two hard hours right because you're not getting that anywhere yeah else. the other t- and the other teams didn't have that <coughs> no. the other no, teams, we know the other 200 yeah. teams yeah right yeah, we know well we went when we went to they the, went to the other trailer yeah right yeah they went to the other guy and didn't they didn't finish, no. they didn't well, finish we, went right. there. we went to their exchange zone where like so the exchange zone that we would have been sleeping at yeah if we didn't have the cabin it was like, you know, you walk around, there's just people just scattered everywhere. It was cold out. Cause it, was, it was cold and like, not just cold, but it was cold in like 105% dew point. Like yeah, was, oh yeah. I mean, you were oh, just yeah. wet. It was Everything wet ground. Was wet. Yeah. yeah. So like, it could, I couldn't imagine it being comfortable to sleep out there. No. No, you lucked out on the cabin. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> 
Tony doesn't want to get sick. <laughs> That's you, Bruce. Bruce, get in there. I'm taking a picture. <laughs> As I'm talking about not taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. That's for our squad shop team. We'll see that. By the way, we didn't talk about the team. The team main squatch out. Yeah, we didn't really. Yeah, oh. Paul briefly mentioned. How do we? How do we start? I mean, I don't even know the history of the squatch out. You're, I mean, that's your brother-in-law. How did that all start? Yeah. Is it something? Uh, I have no idea. You know, just, I, just I really up. don't know. That was their team name last okay. year. Okay. Okay. And um, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, you know, if you guys watch uh, watch Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet, they. Uh, these are these are Sasquatch hunters. Actually, we know this is that next weekend or this coming weekend, hey, Bigfoot. right? It's Bigfoot, Bigfoot weekend at Mill Creek Bigfoot. Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friday and Saturday. We got the so, gear. We got yeah. the squatch out yeah, I think you sent out uh, our group meet. Yeah, that uh, they were they were saying that Sasquatch is over there, but you said no. I think he's yeah, I think he's here. here. I think he's nobody here. replied. They're like they're kind of like saying hey. They're ner yeah. They're a little nervous because we nervous. might find him here instead right. of finding him over there. Right. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite thing about the name Squatch Out is that. So at every exchange zone, especially at the in, in the dark, we would yell "Squatch out!" and almost 100 percent of the time, everybody thought you were saying "Watch out." <laughs> so they'd be like, what? "Watch out! What does that guy say? Watch. Who's watching out for?" Well, actually, at that that nighttime three miler 5K that I had, Paul had run the 10 and a half miles up the up the mountain, and then normally when you exchange and somebody leaves the exchange zone and heads out to run um, you have time right if you just finish running you want to catch your breath maybe dry off a little bit maybe put on clean clothes or dry clothes at the very least before you hop into the van how much rick likes me yeah this is how much i care about paul Allen. is, <laughs> is that so i'm telling everyone before he gets there i'm like listen i have 3.2 miles down a mountain you've got to be at the next exchange zone. Because last year there was a, a mishap that somebody, it's somebody else's story to tell, but one of the vans wasn't at the exchange zone when it ha um, when the runner came in. And so I had heard this this nightmarish experience and I didn't want to get to the exchange zone and have to wait. Yeah. So so I told them, I'm like, listen, I, I'm, I hate doing this to Paul. I've seen Paul after these long, hard workouts I saw him yesterday after he finished 20 miles I saw him at his house and he just was hobbling up the steps but I'm like you guys are just gonna have to get him and throw him in the van because you have to you have to get to the next exchange zone and Tony looks at me and he goes how long do we have <laughs> and I said 22 minutes you have 22 minutes yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was worried and, about that yeah and, and so you know uh, the end of that story is I, I ran that leg in 20 minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. But as I'm coming out onto the main road, I see off to the side at a gas station, our van. And I'm, you know, I a half that. to three quarters of a mile to the to the exchange zone. And I'm like, what are they doing? Why? Why? And so I start yelling, squatch out! Squatch! I'm trying to alert them. It's dark. They have no idea. There's a headlamp. <laughs> I'm yelling, squatch out! And, and then soon enough, the van goes zooming by me. I'm like, okay, good, they're gonna be there. Well, I didn't realize that they had dropped off Paul so he could stretch out, and Allison, who was runner number five, so in case they were, they needed gas in the van. So in case I got there before they got there, the runner, the next runner was there, they weren't gonna have to wait. But I was so, I saw that van and it was like, all of the, the the stories that I'd heard about the van not being there, and again, what happened last year? I think they were 
an hour late or yeah. something like that. They got missed, lost. Yeah, they got lost. But um, but yeah, so I'm yelling Squatch out, and I found out that somebody at the gas station was like, I don't know, what's that guy doing? Why is he yelling Watch out? Why is he yelling Watch out? And they were like, uh, they, they pointed at the van, they're like, um, Squatch out. Squatch out. <laughs> squatch out. So. But uh, but yeah, it's a it's a I think it's a great name. It That's some, one of the funny it. things yeah. about about um, where did about Blue Ridge. Where did you come up with that name? Squatch. It was their name last year. Last year oh, yeah. and so well, like these they... affiliated teams, just there was Squatch Out Nine for nine runners and Squatch Out Twelve for twelve runners. Um, just yeah, if you Sasquatch if, lovers, yeah, Sasquatch lovers, Sasquatch hunters, I guess. And I mean, if you, uh, I think it's important to say that Squatch Squatch Out Twelve that we beat Squatch Out Nine. Right. We finished before they did. Yeah. That's very important um, to note that. But uh, yeah, I just think the creativity for the names is a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of some of. There was Muddy Undies. Muddy Undies was awesome. It's a great name. Um, uh, Wookies with Attitude is one yeah. of your favorites. Sweaty Bulls. Sweaty Bulls. Sweaty Bulls. Good. Um, there was. Oh, the other thing is. So one of the other favorite parts of this is everybody decorates their bands. And like some of the people do a really good job. Like they just have super funny, like either puns or jokes. They just have all these different quotes on their bands. And uh, their names, the team names are always just fun. And, uh, well, an example of that from ours, there was one that uh, somebody wrote on our van Don't worry, Sasquatch doesn't believe in you either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. something like that. Yeah. And then you also have like, you have your road kills. So you put your road kills, which is when you pass How many runners. people you pass. Yeah. yeah. So you have your road kills and everybody has all these tallies on their van and everything. It's just, it was, it was a, it was a whole different dynamic that you don't see. I mean, I don't ever do that at any races, you know, like, yeah. I don't even think about that. So, um, it's a whole new dynamic to racing is decorating your van, having this team name, the camaraderie, and then, you know, being able to do road kills. It's just fun. It's a new level because normally running is such an isolated event. I mean, even yeah. if you go on a group run, um, you're really kind of doing it on your own. Like it's, you're getting yourself there. Yeah. And you might be helping somebody or you might be an encouragement or somebody might be an encouragement to you. It's, we would all and have talked to each other about the importance of community in general and running community in particular. But, but when you're part of a team like that, even a marathon relay, you know, Paul and I participated in one a couple years ago. Um, uh, and I did one before that. It's just being part of a team like that is, is very different. And a different level of, I guess, commitment, but yeah, that camaraderie, yeah. being part of a group. Yes. Incredible, incredible time. Sounds like a really fun event. That's just... yeah. You're gonna join us next year, yeah. uh, Bruce. You coming with us? I'll think about it. Actually, right. anybody that's listening to this, yeah, yes, yeah, please. Yeah, if you know us, contact us. If not, I know Bruce's email is is yeah. on the podcast um, site, and like he'll forward it to us because we're we've talked about putting a team together from Ohio, linking up with them, or at the very least, Ohio Squatch Out. Yeah, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio Squatch Out. That's a good one. That's a good Squatch Out. You know, a good name. They got start. So. So but, yeah, we are trying to form a team yeah. for next year. Yeah, I think we've all kind more of... More than one team, if possible. Yeah, cool. yeah it's just a totally different adventure. Yeah. Um, even afterwards, so the three of us decided uh, the finish line in Asheville is only a couple hours away from where the rest of the team lives. And of course, we had several more hours to drive. We decided we did not want to jump back in a van and drive home. So we got an Airbnb, we got an apartment through Airbnb to stay in. And we had communicated with Van One from Squatch Out 9 
that we had this Airbnb and they're like, hey, can we stop there before we get to the, the before we all go to the finish line? Because both vans, van, van two from 12 and nine were still on the course. So we had time and they're like, hey, can we just go there? I'm like, yeah, sure, just meet us there. Here's the address. And um, I mean, we, I mean, there were 10, 10 runners. <laughs> there were 10 runners. There's a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people. I think there were 10 showers taken at this little Airbnb in less than an hour. Yeah. Um, and then we all just sort of fell asleep sitting on the couch, like, oh, we better, probably should go to the finish line. Like, <laughs> just, it was, even that aspect of it was pretty wild and fun. Yeah. What's bad is I'm thinking that's a hell of a good hot water heater, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it really was, yeah. I mean, we did cap the time at like five minutes. Yeah, like we five did. Minutes shower. Yeah, you got five yeah, minutes. Five right? minutes. It's really yeah. just rinse off. There's yeah. not so much, uh, yeah, you know, luxuriating in the shower. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks to Michael, our host, who must have had a good hot water tank. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Satisfy that. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine being beat. Was the got home that. Was the host there? He that was. We met him later. We met him later. So I don't know if he was there when we when that when was he happening. Had ten, but, uh, ten smelly runners show up at his house. Yeah, yeah. It may. Have, it would have been a surprise. So. Yeah, and the, it ended at the place that it ended at was at a brewery too. And Asheville is like I guess famous now for a lot of their breweries. Yeah, I've heard something about that. Yeah, really cool breweries or something like that. I heard. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, one uh, microbreweries. Uber driver yeah. told us there's it we just in the county or something. Twenty. No, I'm just no. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we, in fairness, we kept the van. From in fairness, we visited brewery. two of them. Yeah, <laughs> because well, three we were, if you include the finish line one, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we were so tired. Yeah, we tried to visit one. Yeah. That was it. I would have been too tired. One beer might have knocked me out. Yeah. <laughs> it did. <laughs> no, it absolutely did. It absolutely did. Well, we didn't stay up late that night. And we Ubered yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, the Ubers. Oh. The Ubers. Well, so this is, a to- this <laughs> this is, is outside This is related. Yeah. Only well, it's well, connected. It's connected. It's connected. It's connected. Do you want to hear this, Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. You guys don't want to do an Uber. Again. I don't know. <laughs> it was part of the event. It was no. part of our experience doing this. The experience. <laughs> it was Paul, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. So I'll do the... I'll do the first one, because the second one I was really tired. Yeah, I want Tony to tell us. The first one, we're riding with this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you remember, remember what he did. He's talking the whole time, and he is just doesn't... Maybe he's like colorblind or something, can't read, I don't know, but every stop sign he just blew right through. Like at least five. And he wasn't like, it wasn't like a rolling stop, it was like... I'm going at the speed limit's 25. I'm gonna go through the stop sign at 25 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if he looked. Red lights as well. <laughs> was, you know, we were just riding, and he was. What was he talking about? He was telling us all about Asheville. All about Asheville. Yeah, he's telling about us about all these different places to eat. And we're just like, I was just like, are we actually going to be able to enjoy Asheville tonight? <laughs> It was, what, wait, would you say it was more or less or equally or as frightening as as what we thought was the first cabin? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would say I, was I, I, was scared. Yeah, I think the second drive. Yeah, I think the Uber drive was scarier than that cabin. All right. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then the second guy oh. on the way home. How you guys doing? Hey. Yeah, everything good for you? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Good. Good. And the second, so the guy taking us home after our evening. The impression I got from this guy was like, today is my last day that I'm 
gonna live. <laughs> this is what I was getting. This 100%. Is Am I correct on that? Yes, or that's yes correct exactly. 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 I don't remember this guy, but the feeling I had is like, it's 9.30 tonight, so I'm driving you guys, and my life is going to end at midnight, or sooner, you know, and, and he maybe, went on. And maybe I should take you with me. Yeah. Maybe I should take you with yeah, me. It was Tuesday at any moment. Is what it was. Yeah. So, one, speed limit was maybe 35, yeah, 40 there. Right. We were cruising at 65 downtown. It felt like it was 65. No exaggeration. 45, 55, mm -hmm. it felt like it was. Mm -hmm. Anyways, going downtown. Mm -hmm. And then, I think, did somebody bring about the monument? There was a I was asking uh, about the monument. And he... Something about he started, started being political. Yes, he wanted to talk about the president. The president, yeah. yeah and I'm not we sure won't talk Trump, about him. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk no, about him. We won't him. talk about him. Trump supporter or not, I don't know. But it seemed like he was. <laughs> it seemed like he was leaning towards there, but he kind of stayed quiet. And pretty much his whole thing was like, we're all going to die here. You know, like this world is going down the tubes. You know, so I mean, these are actual statements. This, that he this said. is actual. Yeah, right. yeah, that's a quote. It's a quote. It's a quote. It's a quote. This, who cares, man? Like we're driving 60 miles an hour downtown, <laughs> and uh, you know what? The, the way that we're, this 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 world is going right now, we're gonna end up. It's it sucks. Big big, you know. And we were like, I says, can I hold somebody's hand here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, should we call our wives? Should we call yeah. our wives before? That was another one. This was after the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. I had the event I had. This was later. I feel like, I don't know, that was another event. So I, they were, both Uber drivers were a little odd, a little, uh, and, I've, and I've used Uber many times in the past. Right. This was the first time where I kind of got scared. Yeah. Why do I picture the three of you holding hands in the back of this car, <laughs> praying we're going to get out no, alive? Because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my God. You're kind of hoping he pulls over to look at Sasquatch or something, uh, yeah, right. so you can get out of the car. I would rather have a Sasquatch but encounter. Blowing, for sure. the, blowing the stop on the first, the first guy really yeah. kind yeah, of got pretty me. Like, freaky, yeah. We're not off to a good start here. At all, you know? <laughs> Between the dogs, the guy with the gun, uh, and, and the Uber driver, I, I'm surprised Tony's still alive. No, we are too. And we're totally selling this event to anyone listening. They're like, oh yeah, I'm signing up. These guys almost died six times. But you know what? Considering what I went through. And that's not even talking about the running. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> I was running. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we ran. But even, well, going, yeah. even going through all this, I would do this again in a heartbeat. Because yeah. I had so much fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, I really did. Yeah. So we're already planning for next year, I think. We're yeah, we have some options, you know. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, I would say that the runs, the runs were actually, so like my, so my second run was my longest one and like the one that I was most nervous about. I actually got like physically sick to my stomach before I was running, like about to run. Like I remember telling Rick and Tony, like I just don't feel good. I don't know about this. Like I don't know if we're gonna seize up, but. It actually turned out like all three legs. They turned out it wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't as bad as what I think I overhyped how difficult the runs were going to be. But you get about six hours in between your legs, so you have you, you have, do a, have a lot of time. Bit, you got some recovery got some time. time. You got enough time to rehydrate and stuff like that. So my biggest thing that I was worried about was not like going into all these runs dehydrated. But every time I had some kind of, I just had a good window to get recovered and run again. So, do you guys want to talk about how we trained for for this thing? Because that's something that I know, like Jason was sort of surprised yeah. about how we we all kind of took the same. We, we trained a lot together. We did for this, and it was um, you know a lot of it was was training like we were going to run a marathon, just just building mileage every week, 
um, tacking on. Well, he the had run. marathon mileage. Yeah, Paul, yeah, Paul had, did. Yeah, I was doing marathon. Did, yeah, he hasn't let us yeah. forget that. Yeah. Don't worry. He's, he's <laughs> given us plenty of grief about how many miles he had to run. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could get that extra mile in there. Just, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, I don't know why he didn't run uh, for 26 miles. But, uh, I did the day before. Yeah. Did you guys do night? In your training, did you do we, mix up the one time, time a night run? Yeah. We, yeah. It, was a, it was a one time we met one. It was at 5 a.m. It was 5 a.m. At uh, around Rick's neighborhood. It was like a three mile, I think we did. It was, yeah. it was something short. Something short. That was it, really, as far as night night training was concerned. Yeah, and I don't know that. Because um, I thought about this. I don't know that night training would have helped. Yeah. Um, really. The thing that I thought, one of the things that I did was. Uh, I did multiple runs in a given amount of time. So from like a like a Sunday night to a Tuesday morning, I ran four different times, just as just in training. And I think you know we all maybe pulled a couple of doubles that way, yeah. at least doubles to try to try to see what that's like. How do you go run? How do you stop running? How do you go and do it again? Would you train any different? No, for next year. I don't think I, I would. Yeah, I actually maybe I try actually to do felt, like a morning run and an evening run. I might live in a van for a week. Actually, I think that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, that's where you. We need to train. We need to not living sleep. in the van. <laughs> we need to not sleep for several days. <laughs> um, that's really the running is. Uh, We've heard of those people go out watch the dead, Grateful Dead in a van. You'll just do it, but running <laughs> exactly <laughs> for exactly. a weekend or something. Exactly. exactly. Oh, I, I, I think we were lucky this year. As far as temperature is concerned, yeah, yeah, temperature. From what I understand, last year it was a little more hot and muggy, yeah, and they struggled. The team struggled last year, so yeah. would we do anything different for next year? Maybe run more, maybe some you may, you know, run off, yeah, running be more ready for the heat, the heat, maybe yeah. because we case. got lucky this year. Who knows what's gonna happen next year, right? Yeah, because it's easier to, yeah, you better be ready for the heat and not get yeah. it, then. Right. yeah. Yeah, I didn't bring any water on my runs. Well, except for the third run. You carried like, yeah. a, little, a bottle. little bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you but talk about that bottle? <laughs> I thought it glued. In the dark. I thought it was a bottle that glued in the dark. He's yelling at us. Oh yeah, this bottle glows in the dark. And what was it, Paul? It was my light that I had <laughs> shining into the bottle of water. I was in the van and you're like, he says, hey, Tony, Rick's down the gate. Your bottle glows in the dark. Well, that's what Paul, he's like, yeah. tell Tony his bottle glows in the dark. So I'm like, I'm in the back, I'm like, okay, I just got this a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't, wow. I bought a bottle that glows in the dark. I didn't even know that until then I found out. Like, and I was thinking, I'm like, he's probably shining his light. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's like, oh, it's just the light that I, I had. deprived of oxygen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, there. Um, since then, I've checked, um, just looked around briefly. I haven't done a lot of research, but there are ultra relays um, in Ohio, yeah. even, you know, not very far from here and in, in Western PA. So they're definitely, if you don't, if you're not interested in Blue Ridge, but but the idea of one of these adventures appeals to you, you can get to them pretty close. Um, I'm trying to think the longest one that I found within a few hours drive is about 150 miles. Uh, I can't remember where that is, but um, you know, they do have them. Yeah, just, there's, they're all over, I, think. Yeah. I mean, different locations, because yep. I think I saw a documentary once on like Netflix, yeah. it was Fit to Fat, and they, okay. the 12 people in, did this, and I think they finished down like Key West or something. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. That was, a, wow. may have to look that one up, but yeah. uh, that was, that would be fun. I, I mean, yours sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, as long as you survive and not get yeah. shot or anything. And, and again, I think what you really, what we would point to, 
um, and we taught, we discussed this multiple times since then. It's just the people that were yeah. part of that were part of our crew, but even the other teams. It's like there were people who were going and trying to break the course record. There was a team that was trying to, and I don't know if they did, but um, for for the record, our team, Squatch Out 12, finished in like 31 hours. The winning team finished in like 19 and a half hours, something insane. Five and a half minute miles. That's insane. Yeah, their average was five and a half minute miles. Well, in that, in in five and a half minute miles, then you got to include, there's these two legs called mountain goat legs, like that's their difficulty. They're literally just like switchbacks, just going up. The, there is no just zigzagging it has up a mountain. One foot downhill, thirteen hundred and fifty foot uphill, and oh. then one foot down. And they're like seven miles long. They're thirteen hundred feet. So like, yeah. how do you even run five and a half minute miles up something like this? I just don't. I don't even get it. Yeah, you're absolutely making up for it somewhere. But um, yeah, so I, but I think the people are really what what make it fun. Um, Tony, Paul, and I were friends before this, and we all were kind of like, you know, now now we're stuck with one another. Yeah, it's my second time sleeping in the same bed with Rick. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and you do it again. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> when I was that tired of sleeping, anyway, I don't really care. Anywhere, anytime. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up. Any final thoughts about the Blue Ridge Relay? Any- wow. Yeah, I would say I would say I'm still processing it. Like it's it was a really great experience, especially for a runner um, that's run a half marathon, you know, like or a marathon. It doesn't really matter. Just being able to run like six, seven miles, and then doing something like this, uh, it just adds a whole new dynamic to it, and it's probably one of the best best races I've ever been involved in. And like, and I mean, possibly like one of the best events like with friends that I've done as a team. It was, it was really awesome. For me, for me it was, uh, I think the running was a plus. It's the friends that I met, the community that I made uh, doing this. Uh, and uh, as soon as I got home, that Sunday, uh, we left yeah, yeah, we got home on Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. Monday morning, I had missed it so much. I was ready to go back to North Carolina. That's how much I loved it. How much I, you know, the experience I had, and I've done many races in my past. I've traveled and went around, and this must be—I gotta say that I gotta put this one on the top list as far as uh, experience, community, running, training, all that stuff. So, yeah, I'll do it again next year for sure. Yeah. All right. It definitely it reinforced for me, um, like I already spoke about, how much fun it is to participate in a, in a distance relay like that, um, and especially uh, something that long of a distance where your endurance well yeah you've got to run the legs but your endurance is really can you can you survive with these people for a certain amount of time and again you've got to have a certain demeanor about it you know you're going to live in a van you're going to be sleep deprived um you may be malnourished hopefully not too much um it's gonna it's gonna smell and you can take your you can take steps to avoid the stink but at some point, um, Jason and Paul Cochran are going to eat rice and beans and stink up the van. Bad decision, yeah. Jason. Bad decision, Jason. Uh, but it's going, it, those sorts of things are going to happen. And if you can sort of roll with that, if you're flexible, it's, it's a really great experience. And it's like so many things in life. Like I actually said when I got home, I told my wife, I wish I could take everything that I experienced and just put it in your brain. 
because it was a blast and I know I'm not going to remember everything. Because um, I want, I would love for people to experience that. Um, and, and especially people that I love, like I want them to know. And I can't, it's hard to communicate it. It's hard to communicate and explain um, why was it so fun. Because really, living in a van with the same people for 36 hours sounds terrible. Um, running in the middle of the night doesn't really sound great but um, it was fantastic and would definitely do it again like as we've all said we're already talking about yeah. going next year putting together a team from Ohio and participating in that and uh, yeah, that's, that's great I think, I think we kind of maybe lucked out I can't speak for the other bands our, our van was uh, no complainers yes that, right. people got up you're up you get ready you run you come back, next person's out. Nobody was complaining, nobody was, you know, oh, this is this sucks, or this is like, it made it, every, made it bad for everybody else in the band. It was just one family. Okay, you're up, you're up, you're up, and we worked as a team. Good job. And, and I think that, that helped. Squatch out, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Look out for the bear around the corner. You know? and, I, and I think Squatch Out 9 might have had the same. Yeah, they, I think they, it's they what the it seemed like. Yeah. Yep. Dynamic. Yeah. That's the bad. Well, I always like the last thing I like to ask most people that I have on here. And I asked like this last time. If you had one person, and I'm going to change it up for you guys. If you had one person you could run with, I normally ask who would it be. But in this case, who would you want in the van with you? Who would I want? Wow. Bruce, you're killing me with these <laughs> I mean, questions. I had a yeah, quick, I had a quick answer say. last time. Um, do you have an answer? Jeff Geis. Jeff Geis? Great. That's a great answer. <laughs> The legend. <laughs> the legend. Wow. I just want to see his demeanor in the van. I feel I, like... Since we're going going that route and we're talking about... <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. I'm yeah, no. Saying. I like that. I like know. this route because <laughs> Jeff, for, the pure, <laughs> for the pure comedy of it, I would yeah. want Greg Muck in the van. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. <laughs> and his birthday's tomorrow. But, oh, so this was, this was two years ago, Paul, yeah. that we did that relay. Yeah. I think I would pick my son and daughter. Uh, my son and daughter. I mean, they're little, they're nine and twelve now. Okay. Uh, but I think my son, seeing older, I think it would be great for him to experience something like that. Even though, not even that he would, would have to run, you know, just being part of that team and see what we go through. I think that would be uh, that would be my, my first choice. My kids. Maybe they could drive. Maybe they, they could drive. drive. <laughs> Come on, Samuel. Your lesson. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you gotta get your permit sometime. Yep. <laughs> get him out there. He'll be all right. That's it's it. North Carolina. Yeah, they take twelve years uh, to drive him. Switchbacks on a fine. foot van. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Greg, well, we, yeah. Greg, I want Greg Mook. Oh, you want Greg Mook? Yeah, okay. Definitely. Gotcha. We'll get him there. We'll get him there. Yeah. You got it for your new team. Well, well where is he out? Yeah, he's out of the country, actually. So. <laughs> but it would be hilarious. That's another podcast for Greg Mulca. And you know what? Since Greg's out of the country, I'm going with Bruce. I want Bruce, Bruce. on our team. Oh, Bruce. Yeah. Definitely want Bruce go. on our team. I usually rule myself out. That's why I won't rule myself out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, it would be great. And Bruce. We won't forget that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We won't forget that. They're following the I'll, I'll just record the whole time we're done. <laughs> hey, I think you that know, would be amazing. Live stream it, something. That would be amazing. It'd be so yeah. fun. Switch bands. All right. Well, I just want to thank all three of you for coming out, Paul, Tony, and Rick. And it sounds like you guys had a really great time down there. Yeah. Near death experiences, but great time. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.
Thanks for listening. Email me any comments or questions to just a runner65 at gmail.com. If you get a chance, leave me a review and rating on iTunes. And follow me on Instagram at Just a Runner. And also, you could then join the Just a Runner podcast page on Facebook. In words of my favorite doctor, laugh hard, run fast, and be kind. Take care. My wife's name, my front yard is untamed.